0: Hi, this is Chris, host of CT Small Business Presents, where we get to know your favorite Connecticut small businesses, as well as the ones you may not know. We get to know their passions, their business, their story. Thanks for listening, and let's get into the episode. Hi, this is Chris again. I actually have a co-host, Dusty Dude Woodworks, based out of Bristol, Connecticut.
1: Hi, guys.
0: And I have a uh, guest, Phil, from Connecticut Brewers Guild. Welcome. Phil How are you? Thanks for taking the trip and visiting us. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you having me on. Definitely. Thanks. And uh, the first thing I should just get into, what exactly is the Connecticut Brewers Guild? Yeah, that's always a great place to start, right? You
2: know, who are we? Uh, So the Connecticut Brewers Guild is the leading trade association that oversees all of Connecticut's uh, 125 craft breweries. So, we do all the lobbying and advocacy for the entire industry. Uh, we do a lot of cross promotion and marketing. Uh, you know, we do big beer festivals, educational events, uh, beer dinners, and then we build a lot of key relationships with allied trade members, um, all the state agencies and departments. So, Connecticut, tourism, um, Department of Public Health, Department of Consumer Protection, um, Liquor Control. Uh, you know we have a phenomenal relationship with Governor Lamont and his administration, um, and then of course with all of our key legislators in General Law Committee, Finance and Revenue Bond Committee, um, every single type of committee at the legislation as well. And then we work with a lot of allied trade members and in adjacent industries uh, from across the state and across the Northeast, uh, including like. You know anything that the breweries need in their business whether it's uh an accounting firm whether it's uh a lawyer uh hvac if they mm. need glycol technician if they need anyone and everybody a pos system uh payroll if they need anything they call me um and that's what we deliver upon so we built up a great network of these allied and associate members um to work with our breweries and and help these small businesses and, so we do a lot
0: yeah definitely sounds like it now yeah. How do they join your the guild? You yeah, say. so
2: we are a membership-based organization. Uh, we're 501c6 nonprofit. So everyone, um, all the breweries are under their production uh, sizes. Uh, they are on a tiered. Uh, pricing system with us, um, we have very similar pricing. Very, it's extremely cheap for these. Yeah, I, saw, I was just looking online. Yeah. It was like it's, it's like, like a couple hundred
0: bucks. Yeah, it's like two hundred dollars or something. Yeah, something like yeah,
2: depending upon the production size, there it's only a couple hundred bucks. Um, and since we are a 501 C six, they write off uh, most of that most of them. Mi- minus our lobbying costs. Yeah, uh, you know, split between everybody. So um, and that's and then we also have a membership from all of our associate members. As I was just oh, mentioning. okay. Yeah.
0: Now, uh, do you take donations by chance? Of course <laughs> okay i figured because <laughs> I'll, I'll i'll definitely have a link figure out a link yeah put absolutely. it on my website yeah, that'd be so. great
2: yeah yeah we uh you know we are like i said a non basis um like i said we do a lot of events as well so that's the best yeah. way to support the guild uh we have our annual c2 crap beer festival that happens every single year in the spring mm-hmm. we're usually the first or if not the second beer festival in the beginning of the year kind of kicking off the the warm weather the good yeah. season
0: so i know you had one a couple weeks ago uh I like i don't know, june uh yeah so,
2: june 18th we had change in the air festival so, uh in so new was, haven right yeah in new haven so that was at bear smokehouse district that was for our uh change in the Foundation, which we are um, a um, board member of, um, is to further diversify our industry. all the funds raised through that uh beer festival change in the air was going to our sacred heart university african-american brew and science scholarship uh which we can talk about and uh so that was a yeah. great event um our event ct crap beer festival usually happens um at the end of
0: march where's that usually that's at the oakdale theater okay oh yeah
2: no i do remember that i was yeah.
0: th- for some reason i was thinking it was a mohegan sun for some reason
2: oh the uh the sun uh mohegan sun brew fest yeah, yeah that's what i was like thinking that, of yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, You know, what I never knew was I never, until recently I was looking on the website, I never knew that you actually were a non-profit. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was just some sort of like, you know like you know like uh trade association not trade association but like that's what we are yeah, yeah. trade association 501c6 so, i figured yeah. it was just like some sort of like we were just talking before the show about like a chamber of conference yeah that's what tra- know, like, that's where chambers are there so 501c6 oh, I, like yeah. I never, I never yeah. like put two together so you're,
2: yeah it's memberships you pay membership to be part of the organization yeah. so
0: now how long have you been there for like how uh, long you've been five I know years I've, okay five years yeah i know I you had some sort of background in and uh, nonprofits.
2: Yeah, I've been uh, with nonprofit business development, uh, fundraising events, uh, advocacy, etc. for for ten plus years. Been with the Guild for about f- uh, for just over five years. I started uh, my first year was uh, in a part time position, where as a marketing and communications director. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know that was back in 16, uh, 2017 when we had 35 breweries. <laughs> Which yeah. seems like forever ago. I know. Uh, but it was only short five years ago. And we had a we I built the brand, you know, built the annual operating plan, the business plan, the goals and objectives of who we are, what we're set out to do. Uh, we had a very crappy logo it was just terrible we had no social media presence we had no website uh, no real connections with all the breweries it seemed like there was one opening every week because they pretty much were yeah so we got together and uh, the brewer the brewers um, that were on the board said we are up to 35 there's too many we don't know who anybody is we need to kind of corral and figure things out and they were like well we need to hire somebody so that's where I entered I I got paid very little and in yeah. <laughs> free beer uh, you know for, for uh, almost a year and we uh, you know I was able to develop the core principles develop our values and missions and what we ended up doing was putting on our first ever beer festival mm-hmm. um, you know seven, eight months into my, my tenure and I said well let's get together let's do a beer, beer festival that's how I know how to bring people and raise money, um, in the quickest and best way to, to, for the industry. So we put that event together. We had 1800 people at the Oakdale theater, raised enough money, um, uh, proved myself to the, to the board of directors and said, all right, you know what you're doing. Yeah. So let's, let's hire you full time. Uh, we have a national association, uh, called the brewers association. Um, and then there's state guilds in every single state. So we have, uh, they, the BA at that time was able to help with, uh, with some grant money for our guild, uh, to, offset some of the costs for, for my salary um, and really helped us the first two years to get us up and running
0: oh good do you ever think yeah. in general like like we're going back to when you used to be like 35 breweries yeah you think you'll be ever oversaturated?
2: I don't think so. Uh you know I, I know you asked uh, asked, Dan I asked that Dan the same question. Yeah, no, I, I was going, like I, I was very I'm happy with th- his response know, as well. Yeah. It's uh no it's it's great. We have 159 you know uh, you know cities in in Connecticut um, to give you some stats on on proving it mm-hmm. you know in, in real real numbers is uh, you know I look at the bar the bar and restaurant industry, yeah. right? There's there's eight thousand, you know, plus or minus, you know, how many have closed and opened and, and that number's still kind of bouncing around. Um, you know, but we have about eight thousand bars and restaurants and there and obviously there's tons of cuisines within that, right? Yeah. There's also the same way in craft beer. There's tons of different styles, there's tons of different offerings. Each brewery brings something unique. Uh, whether it's the building we were just talking about that, right? The building yeah. we're in, you know, so unique. Um, you know, whether it's a building, whether it's the property, whether it's the beers, whether it's the the mission and things that they do, the communities events that they participate in. So we're at 125. We are like a drop in the bucket when you look at yeah. how many bars and restaurants there are in, in Connecticut. But to go even further, looking at other States, Vermont has the most breweries per capita. So there, oh, are, really? there are 13 and a half breweries per a hundred thousand people. So there's that many in Connecticut. We have 3.2. So we have so much more to go. And we rank 25th, um, in the entire country in terms of breeze per capita. So when you look at Colorado, California, Texas, uh, Vermont, you know, these highly dense, craft beer destinations even mass from um in new york you're looking at those are the numbers i'm looking at the metrics that we're looking at in, in terms of how many people are in your state how many people are visiting um tourism has been a massive thing that's happening in our craft beer industry people go you know people go to treehouse they go upstate yeah. you know to massachusetts they go to new york they're going to burlington vermont i went there you know last winter my buddy lives up there um you know you brewery hop that's what you do yeah. you know we're, we're making connecticut a beer destination
0: yeah i have a f- Family members, who got like you said, like said the Google Treehouse, and they'll bring back like cases of yeah of bear, <laughs> yeah. And I know you, I think you guys had something to do with that in Connecticut with the amount of alcohol you can actually yeah
2: they're direct to consumer sales so yeah we uh we, we use treehouse as the example yeah. you know I, I i copied a lot of the photos that i've seen just you go on any beer drinker page on connecticut everyone's going to treehouse with their hand trucks right you know they have mm-hmm. them available yeah. you don't see that in connecticut yet right so that was one of the examples i said people are leaving our state people leave connecticut to go what 15 miles over the border 20 miles over the border to spend seven eight hundred dollars on beer to bring it back for their friends for the family for graduation parties and july 4th barbecues whatever it may be and i said that could happen here and i proved that to legislation i said we need to increase the amount that people can buy we want to keep that money in connecticut so it was a long process that we had to go through we they, it was part of a uh, the largest uh, li- changes to liquor laws since prohibition in Connecticut. So we had about 80, 90 pages of legislation that went through. That was just one piece of it, but it was our, the one that we went in for. Um, and we really targeted that. So we, we did a beer summit uh, up at HDI in Hartford. So we met with our. Wholesalers our distributors our restaurant association our package store association We all got together in one room and said all right This is something that we think needs to happen in Connecticut This is something that we need to see we ranked 47th in the entire country and how much p- Beer you can buy from a local brewery and, and another example that we used all the time I said you never you never go to uh, a local farmer, you know, or any local business and you're like Here's my hard-earned money and they're like, sorry, it's illegal for me to take your money and it doesn't matter what that product is, right? And and some of the concerns were, were health, you know, public safety, things like that, right? We can go to a liquor store right now and I can back up my truck and buy 10 grand of vodka and nobody cares. Yeah, no, no one will even know an eye. But near right. Or I can go to Treehouse and I spend $1,000 in beer and bring it over the border, right, of Connecticut. But nobody cares. And I said, well, this does not make sense. You understand the economic impact that we're negatively affecting our breweries. How are you not allowing them to create a raw product and serve it to the consumers that want it or are willing to pay it. You know, we Crap Beer has a higher, you know, MSRP, a higher price point. How is this, how is this not yeah, allowed? No. And we, we ranked so low, and there's about 30 to five different states that have no limits. So we're losing competition, yeah. we're losing to outside states. So we all got together, we increased it to nine gallons, which I think is significant. It's four cases of beer. Um, it's not unlimited you know we we still have a limit um part of that does include um uh six so 5.16 gallon uh so a small keg, yeah, keg. So it's like a keg you can get that um you know but anybody who wants a half barrel things like that you still have to work with your package store oh, okay for that so Yeah, that was just one one thing that, you know, is why the Guild needs to exist, uh, what the Guild does, and and all the dirty work that goes behind the great beer that people can go and enjoy and buy from your brewery.
0: I never, actually, some of the stuff, majority of the stuff I actually didn't know until Dan and I were talking a couple weeks ago about it. I, I looked up some of the stuff, but I had no clue it was so much work behind it
2: yeah there's a lot of work that goes into it um that's just one piece of legislation that we've worked on um like i said there was about 80 to 90 pages of it yeah. um and that was in 2019 we have legislative sessions every single year so mm. even even over 2020 and 2021 um even even into this year we worked on a lot of legislation that was was negative towards our industry that we went up to the state capitol and, and lobbied in, and sat in public hearings to, to defend so um one of those was actually uh so all the Beautiful Brewing equipment when you go to a brewery right you see the glass doors or mm-hmm. it's right next to you and you see it um, in the back all of that um, all those are manufacturing purchases so we are exempt from paying sales and use tax on that so 6.35% on let's say a million dollars of equipment um, a couple of junior auditors and department of revenue services said well you know I don't know if that's really exempt I don't think it really falls under that category I think that we and they started doing audits and they started going through and they said, well, you're too much of a retail. So, uh, for example, bakeries and bagel shops and all of those, the equipment that they purchased, they are not exempt. So that's where they were trying to put us in that category of, well, you do a lot of retail sales and you know, so you're kind of like a bakery, you take a raw product you make it and then you sell it. But those equipment doesn't really fall under that category back and forth, you know, conversations of yeah. solidifying that we are in every way, shape and form a manufacturer and a very large manufacturer compared to a bakery, um, nothing against them. But, you know, we are very different types of business where we're, you know, Rigorous, you know, regulations that go into TTBs and the state permitting. Um, we also used some examples in PPP when there was a the second round. Uh, restaurants got an extra po- uh, percentage point on it. They got three and a half times PPP. We were only able to get two and a half because we're manufacturers. So we were using that in the example with DRS as well. We work with uh, a couple of st- – uh, so shout out to Sean Scanlon and Holly Cheeseman, two representatives and and senators who, uh, who significantly helped us with, uh, with the DRS and the finance revenue bond. We got that passed. So basically protected the rights of the breweries to uh, be exempt from the sales and use tax permit. And any brewery that got audited are getting their money back. So we have about three to three hundred fifty thousand dollars that are going back into the brewery's pockets because of that state legislation that we worked on.
0: Oh, good. That's now, huge. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, either. no, no. That's so you'll very... find I'll cut you off by accident. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, see, I just yeah. I was going to ask you something when we started talking <laughs> about it. Oh, you know what I was going to ask was actually going back to the pandemic was yeah. you had a lot to do with the delivery. Yeah. Home delivery of alcohol to
2: homes. Yeah. Home delivery, uh, which is still extended, which is great. Um, But when that happened, you know, we were scrambling, you know, the first couple of months and God, I I remember, I
0: remember uh, it was going around social media. Like, yeah, Everyone was sharing it to, to, you know, to speak up obviously for it, but mm-hmm.
2: yeah, that was a lot of grass grassroots movement because we needed to prove that consumers wanted it. Yeah. Right. They, they didn't feel safe going out right at that time, you know, it was really in the, in the depths of COVID. So nobody wanted to leave their house. I said, I would love to get beer, you know, delivered to my house. Um, so we allowed that. And also the, one of the other great things that, that, that did was keep bartenders employed. You know, when we were shut down and tap rooms were closed or even significantly limited, uh, ta- you know, taproom staff, bartenders, even production staff were able to do the deliveries. They said, all right, well, you know, I'll work, I'll make these 20 deliveries, you know, I have no problem doing that. So it was a great, it was a great experience. It's great. Uh, It was a great test, right. To see how the market adapted, to see how the market, uh, you know, um, you know, liked it or not um and consumers really do they like the convenience they're getting everything else delivered to their house anyway why can't you get beer donated so um and we don't have any third parties allowed in that right now either so like uber eats drizzly you know those kind of things aren't really allowed um so it's it's you're getting it from directly from, directly from the brewery so not, and that's not, not getting a big cut yeah from you're not getting the 30 door dash charge or you know all these extra fees we try to order pizza for the DoorDash, it's like 75 dollars. yeah right it's now. obnoxious you know, it's, it's a little ridiculous and i know there, there the restaurant association is talking about that but you know we we were fortunate that there are no it's direct you know and there, it's yeah. like minimal fee if there's anything
0: yeah i don't yeah. think people realize how much like it helped like you said, businesses because they they actually were able to help save business,
2: right? Right. You know, yeah. Just... One of the things that we're looking at right now is direct to consumer shipping, so we're looking at that uh, interstate as well. So we're 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 having those conversations with the with the right people. We're having that conversation with the consumers, trying to you know see how how people would feel about that, mm-hmm. if, uh, and uh, talking with the breweries as well. So it's all part of the you know adaptations, modernizing all the liquor laws mm-hmm. in Connecticut.
0: Now, when you deal with the state, are they pretty receptive for the most part? Yeah. for hopefully, you know?
2: Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's been interesting, you know, uh, obviously the legislature has been, uh, virtual. So, you know, we've, we've yeah. lost a lot of the in-person, uh, lobbying that, that happened, but, you know, uh, there's a lot going on in politics right now. There's a lot going on in the state legislature. Um, and we're going up talking beer. So, you know, we're sometimes the, you know, we, we kind of laugh and chuckle. You know, it's good. Uh, we're, we're the good conversations to have, you know, where we're, it's easy to talk about beer. It's, it's people come around together on a table talking around beer. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and we kind of we say beer is bipartisan. You know that it doesn't matter who you are, or whatever. Everybody loves beer. Yeah, it's so definitely not one-sided. You yeah, know? you know we <laughs> so. we started our legislation in 2019. That was when like tolls were the conversation. You know, and oh, some, yeah, some other larger topics. Yeah. And so we were just like, hey, we just want to talk beer. You know, <laughs> so.
0: I fr- I forgot that was a big deal for a while. The tolls yeah, yeah. everyone was freaking out about that. Yeah,
2: so we 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 talk beer. It's yeah, it's the it's the fun stuff. You know, there's of course it's not it. Don't get me wrong, it's not. It's the easiest thing in the world, but there's a lot that goes into it. it it is definitely um a big undertaking, but I'm I'm glad to do
0: it. Yeah. You know, actually one time years ago, I actually brewed my own stuff at home. Oh yeah? It uh exploded in the closet like (laughs) three (laughs) weeks later.
2: I was just talking to my friend this weekend about that. He he did some homebrews too and he he woke up in the middle of the night to the bottles popping. Yeah, and like they were all
0: in the closet. It was a disaster. Yeah.
2: What what did he brew? Do you know I, what style
0: you I forgot. No. Okay. It's been going so far, I yeah. forgot. They don't know. I don't yeah. remember what I did. I wish. I just, the only thing I remember was the explosion in the closet yeah. and having to <laughs> clean up the mess. Yeah. So I actually see you brought some. I did. Brew. Yeah.
2: So I brought a couple beers from Beard Brewing Company. Um, Aaron Simoncini is the uh, one of the co-owners with his wife, Precious. Um, and I was up in Mystic with for the 4th of July. So right around the corner from their Stonington location and, and popped over there. And uh, Amanda walked me through and I took some beer home. Home with me today so i wanted to bring it for you so we have a couple different styles that I'll, I'll kind of go through so the first is uh connecticut casual it's a nice pilsner it's nice light five percent um the second that we have is cold as vice uh so this is actually their Ber- berliner style um and it's made with orange and lime and the logo that you can see on here is a margarita glass because as amanda told me to do goes very well with tequila nice little yeah. margarita nice little style it's three percent too so that's uh that's nice it's nice little sour um Weiss over there and then the third that i brought is the deep end so it's a new england ipa a uh, double ipa so eight percent so a yeah. few uh couple different styles ranging from all different uh all different beer styles yeah plus. and
0: i don't think people realize like we're, i was talking a few weeks ago about this was yeah what they what the breweries actually employ yeah you know you got the the designs on this, yeah, obviously it was. It, that's pretty loud, <laughs> and uh, like you know, like say the restaurants are inside. Like the, a lot of pizza places are inside of it now, or yeah. like the food trucks. Yeah, you know, they base not base it on, but a lot of it's yeah a lot of it a
2: lot of yeah food trucks have been phenomenal we've seen kind of do two different sides of it we've seen like the restaurants that have brick and mortars that have gone the food truck route because people are loving their their food and they want to elsewhere at events um and breweries are a phenomenal space to bring them at Mm -hmm. uh even beer festivals you know uh arts festivals uh whatever it may be um and then we've seen even uh tours that wanted to get started and started on a food truck and now they're opening their brick and mortars. so you kind of I see that from both sides it's been phenomenal and we built really 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 good relationships with a lot of them and and with the restaurants uh they've been phenomenal supporters of ours so yeah it's good e- to say
0: even a couple weeks ago i know sonny from signers Gr- here yeah, if you it. want to take one or, or any of them whatever you know <laughs> but uh, i know sonny's grinders they used to yeah. be uh i think lasting grass was it i, I know it was yeah, lasting one grass and on he yeah. actually he's opened up a, a new venture he's got his own yeah. i think an actual Restaurant coming out, right? Not coming out, but opening up. Yeah,
2: opening up. Yeah, going so. with the pilsner. I am. Yeah, great choice. Great choice. <laughs> so so well? uh, I'll take yeah. the double. I guess. Oh, yeah, it's all good. You know. <laughs> so
0: care Ke- here actually. Yeah. Her, your husband, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they actually run. Uh, they actually build furniture. Yeah. And they also do, that's like, incredible. yard games and, like... Oh, uh,
2: you build cornhole sets? Cornhole, yeah, yeah,
1: that's how we started our business. <sighs>
0: All right, we're going to have to talk. <laughs> so I, I need custom cornhole boards.
1: That's our that's our jam. Right, that's perfect. exactly yeah, it. Yeah, that's how
0: we started exactly. talking. I go, yeah. I, got, I need, like, 10 of them. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I think, one of the first conversations we had was, like, I need, like, a bunch of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so from the marketing side, um, that's kind of where I hang out with our businesses. I'm so curious just to know more about your background and what really got you there. Yeah. And just what kind of gets you going every day? Like, what do you love? Yeah, no, that's a
2: great question. I love that question. So um, I was just talking about this this weekend too, because I was with uh, my girlfriend's friends from college and stuff like that. And they're like, they're like, I think I know what you do, but like you're working beer, right? And you're like kind of the guy. And I'm like, all right, let, we can go over this. We're sitting on the beach. I'm like, let's crack a beer. We'll talk. So uh, I'm going to sip this real quick.
0: Mm-hmm. This is really good. Yeah. yeah. And, it's I'm not, delicious. and to be honest with you, I'm not big of a beer guy in the general. Well, we'll get you. There. But it's really, it is really, <laughs> really good. Yeah. It's begun. Yeah.
2: So to answer your question, uh, uh great question. So my background again was from nonprofit management, business development, things like that. So I worked for the muscular dystrophy association. So uh, we did a lot of advocacy for families from initial diagnosis through the progression of their diseases, um, ranging across 43 different types of neuromuscular diseases. Um, so I really got into back in college, obviously drinking beer, but like, (laughs) you know, as anyone does, but I was like, I'm going to make a career out of it. Right. So, um, what we really did, what I've done over the last 10 plus years is really, um, be community driven, be uh, nonprofit driven through, um, local businesses and local families. So, um, a lot of our breweries are local businesses or mm-hmm. their mom and pop shops, husband, wife, uh, kind of duos or, or friends from college that are like, Hey, let's get out of the garage. Let's go make beer for a living. Right. So, um, you know, what I started doing was, um, what I love doing and what I, I love seeing is, is doing all the work that I was just talking on doing all the nitty gritty in the mud kind of work um, so that people can enjoy this beautiful product that's in front of us. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I, and that's kind of where I see my alignment with the brewery industry is that they're the ones in the back working up at five, six in the morning, brewing the beers, putting all this passion and this love into this product and, and, you know, then sitting at the bar at four o'clock when all the certain, the bartenders, the service start coming in or them doing it themselves. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, wiping off the sweat off their brow and then going and working the tap room. So, you know, what I love doing is, is going to all these breweries, visiting them, being, being guy in the corner of the bar, working and, and doing all the work that I need to do to make sure that that tap room is full. Um, seeing the smiling faces, all the different people coming in and out of the industry and, and out of the space and just, you know enjoying the beer enjoying a product you know taking a load off from their work week you know whatever it may be and that's where I've been just passionate about from the nonprofit world of just kind of seeing everyone smiling for all the work that I'm doing in the back end and you know we get to enjoy a great product around that so that's yeah a awesome. lot of a lot of you know a lot of business development a lot of events a lot of fundraising um you know and then I will say the lobbying and the government affairs is new to me in this position. So politics was never really something I I was into or Mm -hmm. or really focused on. And um, like I said before, if I'm able to go up and talk politics about beer, I'm fine with that. You know, it's (laughs) it's the fun stuff, you know, so we, we go up and uh, you know that, so that's a new, new, new thing for me, but I I really grasped that and understood it's all, it's all about building relationships. It's all about, um, you know, positioning your industry for for positive impact for the for the state uh, For the community and making sure you're doing it in in a positive and and healthy way.
1: That's awesome And I think you know coming from a small business, you know owners Mm -hmm. (laughs) Type point of view somebody like you must be like this big light when you walk into a room so (laughs) do you feel like people are Finding you in your grassroots marketing, and like as you're out lobbying and that sort of stuff, or are you guys marketing out to other people to have them come to you? Uh,
2: a little bit of both. It, it depends on. Well, that's a great question because it it depends on what is needed. So you know, in terms when we were working on the direct to consumer limit increase that was all right we need to get the community out we need to get all the breweries out there so we came up with a lot of the sample lettering we came up with um, uh, ways that our breweries can reach out to legislators we started having them invite them out to the brewery to come see it Mm -hmm. Um, that was the biggest thing i think that people just didn't really understand a lot from the state side was all right they're like yeah it's beer it's beer it's fine you know and then when they walked into it i saw their eyes they were like whoa all right there's a lot that goes into it and they understood what a brewery is. So, um, for the for the grassroots uh, marketing that we did through the direct consumer sales, it was like you're the one that is going to benefit from this, so you need to speak mm-hmm. up. So we did a lot of letter writing campaigns. We did a lot of grassroots um, call to actions in that way. Um, and then and then on the other side, we we do you know for a lot of the events is that's where we're. We're reaching out to the community. We're saying, hey, we're putting on this awesome event. This is Mm -hmm. why. Um, Because there's always a mission to every event that we do. And we say, this is why you need to come out for this event. This is why you need to do this. Come support us and come support the guild. A lot of our marketing is towards the breweries. Um, And that's why, you know, sometimes, you know, it's, it's a balance of trying to establish of like who we are as a guild and, and and say well we are the whole purpose why you can even drink beer at a, at a brewery you know things like that um but you know we want them to go focus on the breweries and go visit the tap rooms and then we're gonna we have quarterly meetings so all the guild owners and operators come to our meetings and we're like all right now we're going to talk about legislation and all the all the <laughs> back end yeah. stuff that consumers don't necessarily need to be focused on I just mm-hmm. want them to focus on the really good product understanding their styles of beer that they like and then coming in and enjoying it yeah. um, and, and the reasonings of why they need to support local I think that really came apparent in the last two years
1: I agree completely I completely I saw yeah. a huge shift in everybody and I mean around the whole the whole country yeah. mm-hmm. in supporting local shopping small yeah. um, and i feel like it's only going to continue to rise with the younger generations growing and, yeah. and starting those types yeah. of businesses yeah there's some
2: stat out there and the, and the number's always moving i think last time i saw it was 65 it was like 65 percent of people will return to your business if they know that you're supporting something local mm-hmm. in your community so you know and, and through the pandemic The Walmarts are fine. The Amazon, Jeff Bezos is fine. Like, you know, he's fine. So, you know, uh, but the breweries weren't, right? You know, all the restaurants weren't. All those small businesses weren't. When we're like, you know, can't even have anybody in our store, depending upon the size of your business, right in the storefront, you can't have them. So you're going on the sidewalk, you know, (laughs) or in the parking lot or whatever. And I I am so appreciative to the entire state of Connecticut people and everyone in New England because... They, they, it was funny you saw this kind of turn of people who were like so flexible on where they're consuming alcohol or food <laughs> like yeah. they were just like i don't care i just need to get out of my house <laughs> yeah like i don't care if i'm in the parking lot you know underneath a, a, a you know table tent you mm-hmm. know of something it didn't really matter where they were drinking beer it, they were like fine with it so oh, yeah r- people really showed up they were really supportive um, we were actually net positive in terms of breweries. So we're very fortunate for that. Thank God. Um, there was still so, so much momentum going into it. So you're right. Like it, you just saw this shift of people just being like, I need a sport local. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I need to buy. I did that too. I was like, all right, I'm ordering all my food from local restaurants, you know, only chain, no chains, unless they're Connecticut owned. But mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm only buying local, local, local for everything. So it was just, you saw the shift and it was so important. Uh, to have that and i think if a lot of people didn't really turn over that i mean who knows how many more would have
0: closed
3: yeah
0: yeah it's true i don't think i think it was like like what you said when the like say when the politicians went to your the breweries it was like an eye opener yeah so when everything closed you saw who was really supporting right who was really like there you know for Mm -hmm. supporting wise you know yeah yeah
2: yeah, it's so important. And again, like we we just did a, a Pines and Politics event over at Charter Oak in Danbury. Uh, so we invited our, all of our legislators out mm-hmm. there. We had a great, uh, great showing from the legislature and all of our breweries. And we just. We had beers and talk politics it was as easy as it sounds but yeah. you know just getting out everybody post-session you know we don't we're, we're we don't start back up until january of next year so just getting everybody out saying hey these are the things we're looking at yeah. you know some of the things that we want to change and and just had com- open conversations with
0: everybody yeah that's actually kind of one thing i want to do here was besides obviously small businesses i want to bring a local politician not, yeah. you know not bash them like just you know just actually <laughs> talk you know yeah. about their local businesses because obviously they want to promote them you know yeah
2: yeah they're they're great i mean i will say you know out of all the constituents that they have you know beer is always an easy one yeah. to, to have and to get out there so it's always good to get get them out there and just talking with them so it's really good and that that's what we've seen really i know uh, we we're kind of talking about this before but you know the kind of the like you were saying the artwork with the breweries you know so many new yeah. artists that come in there's so many trickle-down businesses that have have come because of craft beer and yeah. Connecticut, mm-hmm. and the explosion of that so yeah dan dan Flynn's one of them yeah, you know, yeah. and and all of that he's, he's been fortunate to to have this industry and and it's a fun industry yeah, to work definitely. in so listen if you're gonna do accounting it better be for for breweries you know <laughs> yeah it helps you know <laughs> yeah. definitely yeah. is a plus yeah
0: but yeah they don't realize it's like the art even the artwork the yeah. artists the yeah the people who take the photographs for yeah. like anything like that yeah uh any kind of advertising you yeah. know like local advertising mm-hmm. the obviously like we said before the food trucks yeah musicians musicians huge you know they have uh like craft shows now yeah you know like they don't go like they come in art shows
2: yeah yeah that was like what we did our change in the air so we brought in uh beer music art and culture so Mm -hmm. that was the four four things that we wanted to really bring in to our Changing the Air Festival, which is is geared towards the Black and Brown community, so um, music all day. We had tons of artists, uh, clothing shops, boutique shops. Uh, you know, people making hand soaps. You know, uh, and and you're, you got to get there next year uh, for woodworking <laughs> yeah. and all your stuff. She actually has uh, a
0: uh, inside their place. They actually have yeah. a, a locally owned like crafters shop. Yeah, we oh, have a, awesome. a
1: showroom and gift shop there. So oh, we support awesome. 15 other local makers in addition to us there. That's incredible. Yeah. All it's right. Fun. So we're, yeah, we're going to have to talk. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Cuz
2: we got tons of people that we can get over there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, but it it'd was be a great. great it was a great showcase and and obviously we raised significant money for our, our brewing science scholarship at Secret Heart. So, that was phenomenal, but yeah, there's so much that goes into into the beer that's that's in front of you. There's yeah. a lot that goes into it. So, a lot, you know, it's funny. We've seen this uh, you know, we were out there trying to promote and get all up businesses for all the breweries and then now we have so many people reaching out to me and they're saying hey you know I want to be the lawyer for the Brewers Guild or I want to be the insurance person for the the industry you know I want to be the one talking about no breweries 401k it's like they're the ones contacting us now and and it's it's great to see and we're we're building up such this uh community of of people that want to get involved which is phenomenal
0: it's so it it becomes so much i would say easier but when you find that when people come to you instead of having to search you know search people out for like you said like lawyer you know like all that kind of stuff
2: yeah yeah it's great like i said before it's all about building relationships yeah and finding the right people
0: Yeah, definitely helps.
2: It
1: does. Yeah, it does. I think so much has happened. I mean, we've talked about so many great things that have happened (laughs) and challenging things that have happened during COVID. And I was lucky enough to have um, lunch with the governor last week, but we were talking about with breweries and restaurants how they were able to extend the eating outside, and we were talking about people, you know, being flexible and understanding of you know eating off a barrel maybe (laughs) versus the table. Right. Um, But are you hearing anything? I'm just curious from breweries. Um, you know, I don't want to say we're in post COVID because we're not, but you know, in this new normal or however you want to phrase it, that's something that they're in need of, or something you guys are working towards in the next year.
2: Yeah, and and that's a great question. So, um, outdoor dining, just because you said it, outdoor dining is set to expire in April of mm-hmm. next year. Uh, so, you know, um, and again, what that kind of means is that the state when covid came in they said it's going to be way too much for us to handle the cities you deal with it so it was all city approvals um and and the in the temporary kind of whatever tense outdoor dining you looked at right so that is set to expire so we already are taking a look at what that's going to look like and what the transition process is going to look like Mm -hmm. just because i know there's going to be a flood of inquiries going up to the state. So what what is that process going to look like? So Mm -hmm. we're looking at that already. Um, As I stated, we're looking at, um, we we unfortunately couldn't get the more money into into the restaurant revitalization fund. Um, Unfortunately, we're still looking at that. Um, I think it's pretty dead, um, unfortunately, on a federal level. Um, but one of the other things that we're looking at is direct to consumer shipping, as I said. Mm-hmm. Um, our Brews Association, what we're working on, we just did uh, a hill climb in D.C. with our congressional leaders. So, one of the biggest things we talked about was the USPS Shipping Equity Act. So, allowing the United States Postal Service to uh, do hmm. uh, delivery of beer. Uh, right now, it's all private. So, you know, your FedEx, uh, UPS of the world. Um, so, we're looking at right now, because Connecticut doesn't allow that, we're looking at not being behind when that passed right you know so we're looking at that interstate uh, for breweries to allow them to uh, ship beer to people within the state so that's one of the things we're working on of course we have to work with our Packer store Association our wholesale distributors etc so um, we're looking at that as well but you know uh, like you said it's kind of post-covid-ish mm-hmm. you know i i, I hate saying <laughs> I normal too i'm just like i don't know what other term we're all gonna coin <laughs> yeah. but you know we'll know. find it um you know whatever world you know it's 2022 uh, uh so <laughs> wherever we are so um you know we're kind of looking at all these types of things one of the biggest things and this is a a big taking on and again this is will be a Another four-hour conversation. Yeah. We're looking at franchise law reform in Connecticut as well. So okay. What that kind of means is that um, in the state of Connecticut, when you want to sign on with a wholesaler, uh, you sign on, uh, contract with them, and, you know... It, The agreements that are all go within it. We're going to get your beer out there. We're going to market for you. And there's a lot of, depending upon who you're working with, a lot of marketing assets in that as well. They get your beer into all the clients that they have, right? Grocery stores, bars, restaurants, package stores, et cetera, et cetera. Um, They take care of it. They pick it up. They they handle it for you, right? Um, Typically, you give them around 30%. You know, Mm -hmm. for doing all of that, right? So, breweries are kind of taking this look at all right, do I do it internally and take on the cost myself, which sometimes might be, it's a lot less, you know, somewhere around Mm like 12 to 18%, right? So, it's not so much 30, but you do have to manage an employee, make sure that you hire them. You have to buy a delivery van, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and then you're building the sales up yourself. So there's a lot of work that goes into it. So the costs are while they're right around half there, there's a lot more work that goes into it. So working with our wholesalers and having, and they've been phenomenal. And we've had a lot of great relationships and a lot of great examples from a lot of our breweries out there. Um, but if anything goes awry, if something's not working again, during COVID, if something's not working or, you know, you're just not feeling the love from them anymore, whatever it may be, or if you find somebody else you want to go with, right? And you want to get it out of that contract, um, due to the franchise law reforms right now, you would actually have to prove just and sufficient cause for getting out of that contract. So it's not just so easy, like, hey, I'm good. You know, it's not like calling your wireless company, which mm-hmm. may take a few hours too. Yeah. But, you know, it's, <laughs> it, you don't just call them and say, hey, we're out, we're done, right? You know, there's a long process, and then you have to prove just and sufficient cause once, even if you and you go up to to the state and you have to hire attorneys for it, and they have attorneys obviously on their side as well. Let's say you go up there and you you. You go through this whole process and you ultimately do prove just a sufficient cause of, you know, whether they're not living up to their standards in the contract or they're keeping their beer in the back of the warehouse for like six months or whatever it may be. um, And you prove that then. Let's say you prove just a sufficient cause. the, The wholesaler has 90 days to correct it. Then you go back in 91 days and you have to go through the whole process again. So it is continuously ongoing things like that. Some wholesalers have been great and they're just like, Hey, we're good. We're going to cut ties and you know, whatever's out there in the market is the market. Um, You know, once let's say you go through that, you prove it and then you're good. Usually there's a a buyback. So you have to get your beer um, bought back. You have to purchase it from them at two X, three X, four X, five X. So this can, this four pack of beer that I brought you Mm -hmm. 15, let's say 15, 16 bucks, right. You know, you're buying that for $45, $60 and it's nine months old. You know, at that right. point. So we're working on what that looks like. We've seen great examples of uh, other states uh, put in, uh, franchise law reform in there. Um, and again, because we're small breweries, and again, uh, a lot of our wholesalers work with larger breweries like, you know, Anheuser-Busch, Miller-Cores, etc cetera. Um, we don't want them to lose 80 percent of the business or 50 percent of the business so there is some protectionisms that we can protection laws that we can put in where if you are under a certain amount of barrels and under or under a certain percent of their total per- portfolio you just have a contract and, and you and you can get out a lot of easier from that so it protects them from the from the large breweries from macro uh, beer companies from just getting up and leaving 60% of their portfolio out, uh, from underneath them. But, you know, it protects a lot of our small breweries too. So we've seen New York mass, um, mass is the most recent one that did it. Um, Maine did it as well. So we're looking at some examples in new England. So that's, a, that's a that's big cool. ticket item that we're just having a lot of conversations with, um, about, so we're, we're looking at every single angle, of, that's
0: great. of yeah. the beer that's and
2: you know all this stuff that goes into it. So I know that's a little yeah. long-winded answer there. No, that's no, a lot that yeah. of it.
0: stuff I would have even dared even think of. No, like, yeah. not dare, but like not one. Th- i never once thought about any of that yeah you know i <laughs> and
2: you sh- you shouldn't have to because yeah, that's exa- why i'm here exa- right? exa- you know right. like that's the thing that i you know consumers and again like you said a lot of that before going on the grassroots marketing and things like that like this is the whole reason why the guild exists this is what we do um i know all these laws so you don't have to so you just enjoy the beer that's in front yeah. of you know like i'll take care of all the work you know <laughs> yeah amazing. but you know it, it's one of those things that we're looking we're in a regulated and highly regulated industry it's alcohol right you know there's a lot of uh, a lot of lot of laws that are still in some states uh dating back from prohibition, right? You know, and a lot of people are, you know, Connecticut is a is an older state in terms of laws and it seems like we're always kind of the last state to do everything. Um which is why I'm very happy to see that Connecticut is modernizing a lot of our liquor laws, you know, trying to get up to speed and ahead mm-hmm. of the curve. So, um, trying to get on the forefront of being a great state to to live, to work and play.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. So, that's so great. Yeah. Um, I just have one last question. Yeah, um, so I work a lot in the young professional community in the state. And mm-hmm. uh, one of our big things is now going to be going into the local colleges and talking to juniors and seniors about all these great opportunities. Yeah. And I feel like you offer so many or really, just so much great knowledge and experience. Are is that something you've considered or are doing? Is going in and just talking to these, you know, young professionals who, you know, might be interested in kind of following in your footsteps or opening a brewery?
2: Yeah, that is a phenomenal question and something <laughs> that we just started looking at a few years ago. So, awesome. um Yeah, we now I, I, I touch on it a little bit. I, I'm glad you asked that because I wanted to go a little bit more into it just to give some light to it. But um, you know, craft beer has become a legitimate career right you know it's become something that is a, a career path that your parents can be proud of right you know something like that so uh we worked with uh, very closely with sacred heart university in fairfield so we got up and running our first ever brewing science program so we are on our third <laughs> cohort
3: that's great. yes we just graduated
2: our second and we're going into our third cohort uh which is phenomenal it's a 22 credit course all about beer Um, Mm -hmm. brewing sciences the microbiology of hops and and malt and um, brewing temperatures and and all of that fun stuff um and then we also talk about sales and taproom sales and taproom design brew house design and you know going into uh you know hr how do you hire the right people you know um so we are looking at this and and are uh the types of people that are coming in are from all walks of life we have Mm -hmm retirees that are like, Hey, I want to, you know, this is fun. I want to get into it. Um, and then we have young professionals as well that are looking at this for long-term growth and long-term career paths. Um, so with that, we've also looked at why we have this program. We wanted to look at who is the people owning and operating and running these breweries. So, uh, we've really focused on the black and brown community and, and women. Um, so we have two scholarships now, our first, uh, two years ago. So we did this program again, three years ago. I put, uh, I worked with, uh, directly with Sacred Heart University in terms of just putting the programs together. I remember we were over at, uh, Tribus Beer Company and we, we had, uh, a couple people, uh, staff members, uh, from Sacred Heart and, and, and Gordon Welpley, uh, who is a phenomenal asset to this industry. It's been and out, uh, he's working on his own project right now, which I'll let him talk about, but, um we just had all these course catalogs in front of us from like vermont or chicago and like mm-hmm. american brewing uh, you know mm-hmm. guild and all that and we were looking at like all right well that course sounds cool and that one sounds cool so that was like four years ago now three years ago we got the program up and running a Sacred heart um and then two years ago we got our connecticut brewing uh, connecticut brewers guild african american brewing science scholarship so um a free f- uh, ride it, the cost is about fifteen thousand dollars for the for the cohort um, we completely cover 100% of that for an African-American to go through the program. Um, we He just graduated, um, who's the first recipient of that. Um, and then immediately, New England Brewing Company, who we worked with, uh, Jamal Robinson over there, shout out to him, director of sales at New England Brewing Company. Um, him and I were sitting in the back of his backyard when, you know, post George Floyd and all these conversations and we just kind of were looking at each other like we need to do something and <clears throat> I will give a huge shout out to him he said he was like I I am a black man in this industry and said I need to do something um, and he's really stepped to the plate over the last two years and we have so much uh, to look forward to what he's going to accomplish and <clears throat> excuse me so he uh, really directed us got us up and running with Sacred Heart um, for our scholarship New England Brewing Company immediately stepped up and they put up their own $15,000 program and then Athletic Brewing Company stepped up and put their own $15,000 up. And then Two Roads has two of their in-kind in, in kind one as well that they gave to two women of color um, within Two Roads as well. So wow. we were like, yeah. we're going to work on the endowment, which is like the $250,000 goal. And we are well beyond our, our two-year goal so far. We're well on our way to reaching that. But between new england burn company athletic and then and then two roads stepping up we've already made immediate impacts for that wow. um and then uh you know we it was you know it, it got to a point where we were just like we need people though you know so we we did a we were like all right great we have four of these guys you know immediate but who's gonna we need to get people mm-hmm. so and and um you know the crappier beer industry is about an 83 billion dollar industry um, across the state, we're a three billion dollar state, uh three billion dollar economic driver for Connecticut. But um, less than half a percent of that goes to, to African Americans. So wow. there is oh, like, geez. yeah, it's it's like embarrassing. So we said we need to change what that looks like. So um, we've we've worked phenomenal. That was where our Change in the Air festival was. Yep. We raised about 20 grand for the scholarship for the endowment this year. Our Change in the Air uh, this year, which is phenomenal. Um, and then while we were doing that we got that up and running for a year and then last year um, we were looking at our industry as well Um, we said we need more women so how do we go do that so we worked with our pink boots society Mm -hmm. Uh, we got our uh, pink boots scholarship uh, for women through the sacred art brewing science program as well Um, Mm -hmm. shout out to back east brewing company they put up half the funds for that which is phenomenal Um, and then pink boots so keep an eye out follow them on all social media pink Mm -hmm. boots society of connecticut um they're doing tons of events this year to raise the other half of the money um in conjunction we're putting them um you know in touch with the tons of people and resources so we can raise that other seventy five hundred bucks for them as well so that's huge so we're, we're doing a lot to diversify your industry just change who the people are that are drinking it but also the ones brewing it and selling it and running the tap room and making the beer and all this other yeah. stuff so yeah. that's yeah.
0: amazing I'm yeah. definitely looking up pink boots right oh, now yeah. <laughs> literally as we talk I'm yeah. looking up to be on this
1: the pink boots brews everywhere are yeah. so stinking good. They are they're so good. Like I see, I seek them out because yeah. they're so good.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We it, it's, it's fun. It's like, I, I think you we were talking about this. I was like, you got to collect them all. It's like Pokemon. You right? know, it's like, all right, I got to go get all the yes. pink yeah. boots cloud beers. You know, mm-hmm. I got to get all the black is beautiful beers that are out there. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's phenomenal. And that's the thing that I love about this industry is everyone steps up. They don't question it. They're like, absolutely. I'll do a beer clap, you know, and yeah. we we'll all get together about for a cause, you know, mm-hmm. or for whatever reason um and and the beer they always take their own initiative or their own kind of unique uh route to make the beer too yeah. so it's yeah. not like the beer is always the same it's always different which is really yeah.
0: good it always looks like it's one of the few ones I it seems like everyone's willing to help each other
2: yeah mm-hmm. you're you know? such a supportive community it's been yeah. phenomenal to see just from um internal as well but for these causes as well yeah. for these few social movements as well but you know we've We've seen a lot of breweries help each other, which you don't see in any other no, industry. No, not, not, you know, not if really. Your yeah. ice machine breaks down. They're like, no, nah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, know, um, you know, we 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 have a, a new I created a new membership portal uh for our entire industry but our facebook page was always flooding with somebody being like hey i need 20 pounds of cascade and like five people were like i got you or yeah. i'll meet you halfway oh, we'll grab a beer i'll deliver it, or my sales reps in the area or whatever the case may be and, yeah you know it's just so supportive you don't see that anywhere else and, and it's so great um you know we we constantly have meetings and socials every um every other month and we get together and we just talk beer and we hang out and we're People are collaborating. I mean, that's the biggest thing, too. You see so many breweries collab yeah. together. So they just get together. And most of the time, it's for a charity, too. So they're mm-hmm. like, hey, let's get together. We'll brew this beer, throw our logo, and you know, bring, you know, we collaborate on a recipe and then brew it. And all the sales or half the sales or whatever it is goes to a charity. Goes
0: to charity. Yeah. It's just
2: like a good time. Yeah. Definitely
0: yeah. seems like everyone actually not gets along. I don't say it like that. But like. No, we do. They, you know, like. You, <laughs> you know, can say that. Yeah, yeah. No, we all do. Yeah. <laughs> you know.
2: Yeah. And, uh, you know, especially the thing too, you know, a lot of the the people, uh, you know, we've seen a lot of people come and go in this industry too, but a lot of the breweries that have opened have had experiences at other breweries, you know, we've we've seen a lot of people leave a brewery and go open their own, you know, so we've seen that as well. So, and they're like, there's no like... Bad feeling, you know. There's, there's no like, oh, you know, I'm never going to support you, or yeah, you know, we don't like them. It's always like, no, great, they did a good thing. They learned from me. Now they're doing their own thing. Yeah, and it and it's phenomenal to see.
0: Yeah, and that's it's it's actually I don't like I said before I'm not a big beer drinker. You will be, but actually I I <laughs> actually I go I do go to breweries yeah. just for the. The environment yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and that's you know? one of
2: the things too is we were we're seeing a lot of the social change and people being healthier and health conscious and and all of that so athletic brewing i have to shout them out um they are so phenomenal and they're crushing everything i i um you know i was able to go over there for their grand opening of their milford location which yeah. is their third one i'm like wow. you know they, oh, they have one in Stratford. then they open they bought a uh, ballast point out in california brewing out there and now they're back opening up their their second in connecticut third in total um we were doing ribby coming over there i'm like they were named time magazines like top 100 company. oh really Gosh. like a brewery yeah. was named time magazine you know and they're winning an ungodly amount of awards i, I joked with them i was like i congratulate this is an infinite congratulations for every award you have won and will win you know it's just they're awesome um they're being recognized on a national level as well for their for the beers they won a silver or bronze at great american beer festival last year mm-hmm. so i was in person able to actually accept their medals for them and brought it back and uh they were so ecstatic to, to see that but um they're winning awards left and right um and doing so many great things but to your point um, that's what I drink during the week, yeah. you know, like I'm mm-hmm, cooking mm-hmm. dinner tonight and, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to be yeah. having an athletic beer and um, it's really great. And, and it's just, it's not just about the alcohol and let me yeah. get intoxicated kind of thing. It's it's about enjoying a product, enjoying um, an experience at the tap room and, mm-hmm. and hanging out with your friends, going to trivia nights or yeah. you know, playing in cornhole leagues. See, there's like four t- cornhole leagues that like <laughs> yeah. popped up on my timeline today, and I was like, I want to do every one of them. Yeah. Um, and we need you to build them. Um yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you, you see all this going out there. Um, and it's just you can you can go and, and that's one of the things is the breweries also have um, other availability. So they're they sell Connecticut wine they sell you know, mm-hmm. Connecticut Cider, yeah, um, athletic brewing. So if you're not drinking beer that week or that day or you know, you just wanna change a pace, whatever the case may yeah. be, it's it's
0: always available. I actually go through my Instagram feed to see what's going on. Yeah. Literally mm-hmm. at the brewery so I yeah. can just Oh, this person is playing your live music. Right. With that I literally just go, yeah. even uh, best trivia ever. Yeah, they were oh, last yeah. Shout out to I'm, a fr- I'm a i I'm a big nerd. Yeah. So like they they had a random wrestling event. Oh and, yeah, uh, Tribe is brewing. So I was like, yeah, I do yeah. photography too on the side. Yeah, as just a hobby. I was like, oh, I got to go. Yeah. In the guy, I, only I reason, was there. <laughs> and, and the way I yeah. found out about it was obviously on Instagram. Yeah. But a guy that was that wrestled there, he lives in like North Carolina. Yeah. I saw it on his feed. Oh, oh gotcha. Wow. And I was like, oh, I got to go. <laughs> yeah.
2: Because he was because he went. That was such a fun event. Yeah. Like you know, and, and don't get me wrong, I love going to. I, every brewery is always doing something different and uh, to see what Ken did uh, and and Travis said, go <laughs> like, yeah. do it. Um, you know, kind of I think they're testing him to see yeah. how far he'll go. And I love it. Um, and I, those guys, uh, everyone over there at best review ever and everyone at, at Travis, they just work very well together and, and Ken's done some phenomenal things. And uh, he's a genius in that space. And yeah, he's doing, you know, the wrestling event yeah. over there. I, I was there sitting outside. Like I was, you know, I was sitting in the back, and I'm like, I had to turn to like my girlfriend and our friends, and I was like, "We're watching a wrestling
0: show, yeah. like Bird. <laughs> and, and like, literally, it. like you're standing love there. It. The ring is like you're like this is the ring, and you're standing like right there. Yeah, wow. And like you're like it's, you're literally yeah. like and like it's right there. Like, it's a show. It's a show. And like he like I, I I looked up who they had, and like they're like popular people, yeah. like wrestlers. Yeah. And so like,
2: Ken has a history. He, he worked in uh, the wrestling you know, world for, for years. So yeah. now that he's, uh, you know, opened up, you know, uh, created best review ever. And, uh, we work very hand in hand. He's in yeah. almost every brewery in Connecticut. And now he's expanded to Massachusetts, New York, yeah. and Rhode Island. But, you know, it's wow. now the world that he's in. And, the, and he's like, he's bringing us 2 They're worlds They're coming together, back yeah.
0: September 22nd, I think this year. Yeah. Not that I remember dates or anything, but I remember <laughs> it's like September either 9th or the 22nd. About, yeah. I was like, oh, I gotta go again. Yeah, yeah. I'll so. be there. I'll yeah. see yeah, you there. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, so much stuff, you know. Yeah. I'd rather be there than like, you know, than a, like a movie or like just
1: sitting at home. Scrolling. Yeah, sitting yeah, at home. Right? yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <That's it>. like, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I literally look at my feet and be like, oh, I know this place is gonna have this yeah. food. Yeah. I like literally like plan my weekend around. Yeah,
2: it's it's been getting harder and harder for me because so many brews are doing so many things. Like, you, you should. I don't even want to show you my feed. It's just all beer, 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 beer. uh, feed, feed, feed. And then, you know, uh, I went to three Oktoberfests in one, one day, a couple of years ago and I think it was 2019. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I hit three and I, it was 188 miles of driving and oh, I just, wow. you know, it was, but it was, I was like, I have to go to each one and yeah. I timed it with their timing, you know, of what, how, when they were holding it, but it was a great time. But yeah, yeah it's, it's so funny. So many brews are doing so many, like I said, great things. Um, whether it's an Oktoberfest anniversary party or yeah you know, a wrestling show, Yeah, you know, or they're doing a pop-up shop, you know, New Mm -hmm. England Brewing Company has been doing a lot of them. I know a lot of other breweries, uh, Hog River has been doing a lot of them as well. Um, they'll bring in artist vendors, you know, on Saturdays and have six or eight of them. They're just like, we're Mm -hmm. doing a pop-up. That
0: was actually the original idea for CT small business presents, was a pop-up. Yeah. But this is actually like, you know, like you said, COVID Mm Yeah, literally like it was like two months in and, and, uh, uh, hardcore Sweet Cupcakes. so was talking was like, yeah. oh, we should have a pop-up craft show and this and that. Yeah. And we we're like, oh, we'll do it, you know, in a, in a f- few months when COVID's over. <laughs> and that was like 2020, yeah. clearly, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. But that was like the original idea. Right. So just, it's just funny to see how much everything's progressed. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so like literally like you can know, like you see the pop-ups and everything like that. So
2: yeah, it's been great. I know we were talking about Tipsy Gypsy. Yeah, last time. Oh, so Dana. yeah, my girl. Yeah. yeah. So Dana Dana K and I uh, have known each other for gosh, thirteen
0: years. We have oh, our stuff in our store. Yeah, yeah. I love Dana. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes. she's incredible. I do. I, I did have to bring her up yes. and shout her yeah. out. So she's actually going to be a guest in on the show in like two weeks. Perfect. Couple no, weeks. that's amazing. Yeah. yeah.
2: We uh, so we she went. Uh, she lived across the street when I was at Quinnipiac. Uh, she lived across the street from one of my. One of, I was in a fraternity, and across the street she lived at in Fans Rock, yeah. right across the street there. So we got to know her very well, and she's phenomenal at what she does. And I saw that she was building up her bus and yes. getting that up and running, yeah. and uh, you know we started talking, and she was like, she was like, we need, to, I need to come to like a brewery, and I was like, I got you. So we yeah. we just started chatting and she's been at every beer festival. Like, yeah. I imagine. Mm-hmm. She so was I know, on ours in March.
0: Yeah. She was uh, there. Cause I won't follow her too. I know she yeah. was there. She, I, I'm sure she was at uh two roads, the October yeah, fest. The I think she's going to be there. Ro- yeah. The Road Jam. Jam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's like at every like music fest, every yep. local music festival. Yeah.
2: It's, it's so interesting as you probably know best, you know, it's just been, it's, it's the industry. The industry mm-hmm. just yeah. has this, uh, phenomenal, just, gravitation towards like local artists and local yeah, vendors yes. and things like that and uh you know she's been phenomenal and we do like f- uh you know this like flash tattoo or, like a tattoo artists come out yeah so you just see like everybody and everybody just coming in and enjoying and she's dana has been phenomenal to yeah. see see out there so yeah it's been great yeah. we come
0: you know cross paths a few times right you know i go to show i go to yeah. a lot of craft shows but yeah you know. I don't I try I like to go under the radar per se. But like but I'll <laughs> yeah. promote me.
2: I like doing that sometimes. Yeah. That sometimes <laughs> exactly.
0: But uh, but, but I've talked to her a few times. So yeah. yeah. I knew she was going yeah. play you know, not going mm-hmm. play I don't mean like that, but I knew she was
1: She's grown wherever, up. Where yeah. I know wherever absolutely. she's For sure. I know
0: wherever she's going, she's gonna going get there. Yeah, oh, yeah. Does that make sense? I don't know if that absolutely. makes sense you know, the way I said that, but yeah. Absolutely. No matter what she's gonna do, she's gonna She's gonna do a very, very. She's good gonna be mm-hmm. like a good job with or great job with whatever like she yeah. does. Yeah. Yeah. So.
2: Yeah, it's just been
0: funny. <laughs> it's
2: yeah. a small you know? world. Exactly. That's, That's what I said. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but it's just funny how like how you learn to you find you know you you I can't even talk now, but like you can't you you run to so many people you yeah. you know, and like we obviously we all know the same people and mm-hmm. you know yeah, I push yeah. butch, I push you that one, completely <laughs> uh, Phil you know you're good is good uh, yeah as as you can tell i can also speak before i think there you go <laughs> <laughs> so half a beer you know yeah, yeah exactly yeah <laughs> you know you feel it after, if you don't drink much you feel it after like the yeah. first like <laughs> the first few sips
2: yeah no you're so, good you're definitely.
0: Good. yeah what do you think about
2: the beer i wanted to ask you
0: oh
1: fabulous yeah it's yeah. actually really yeah. good yeah yeah, I've never had one of their beers before, and now I can go home and there. tell my husband yeah. that we need to get some and put it in our brand new Yeah, I will uh, say beverage. they do <laughs> a lot of
2: distro, so you can probably find them in your local package store, which mm-hmm. is great. Um, they have two locations now, one uh, beer brewing company again um, in Stonington, and they have their newer location in Groton. Perfect. So that's actually, uh, I was very happy about this. Uh, I, I saw this, uh, the writing on the wall, and I was like, ooh, I need to get on this. So uh, before the world opened up or reopened up, right, you know, and, and uh, we in 2021, we what we said was, I know that there was going to be Lamont, Governor Lamont was going to be doing some sort of announcement of, all right, COVID restrictions lifted. Mm-hmm. And so I reached out to to his administration and, I said, and my lobbyist, and I said, we want to be, I want to do it at Burry. As I said I want to do it a break cuz I was like, you know, I we need to do it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, uh, we contacted and said, absolutely. So it was the day that, uh, President Biden was actually visiting. Um, he was doing commencement over at, uh, in Groton. He was in Groton, right? Yeah. He was in Groton over on May 19th, which is my mom's birthday, which I was like, yes, this just makes (laughs) so much sense. Mm -hmm. Um, and he was over there. And so obviously Governor Lamont was there and and said, well, why don't we just pop over to Beard and Groton? I was like, absolutely. So we, I was like, President Biden, please come. Um, I was like, would be really cool if we had a president at a connecticut brewery but he didn't come um but it's yeah fine. uh forgive him but yeah so i i, I was like you know so governor and popped over after after doing the commencement over at um i think it was the uh the naval academy and so he popped over we did the whole big ceremony of like the war you know the cover restrictions are are lifted and wow. we're back up op- we're open you know and mm-hmm. all of that and aaron said it perfectly he just he said those two words he was like we're open and it was phenomenal to see and so it was a really big kickoff to like you know the summer and getting back to kind of whatever terminology we want to use right <laughs> The you know new normal new normal whatever you want to call it so it was phenomenal and i, I was just very happy i was like thank thankful that we were we were the brewery that you know that did it the reopening of of connecticut and That's the world awesome. so it was great to say so yeah they're they're phenomenal as again aaron is the uh president of our guild he's been uh re- re-elected for another two years so stuck with me for the next two years yeah, <laughs> yeah. um mm-hmm. yeah but we have great uh, board of directors which is further diversifying we now have uh three women on our board of directors so very happy to see that we're trying to get uh more and more people up and running awesome um, and all of that so yeah very we've been cool. doing a lot it's been it a lot of work like yeah sounds been like a little, you've been non yeah nonstop, you yeah. Know? yeah i i don't think i've slept since like <laughs> march of 2020 yeah <laughs> I just like
3: just straight grind yeah <laughs>
2: Yeah, and crying and crying and yeah. no. <laughs> yeah. No, it's been good. It's been good. You know, the brew, like we said, the breweries are phenomenal. They are just so great to work with. So such a great opening collaborative community that anybody can walk into. And we're trying to get anybody to feel comfortable walking into a brewery and, and working at a brewery and, and checking out new opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um I always say too, if anybody's looking to get involved with a brewery, just contact us. Um, you know, we now have the Brewing Science program, which is phenomenal, great asset to get actually formally, you know, educated and up and running too. But uh brewery if you want to run on a canning line on a weekend, on a weekday, like call us. Like we can get you in a brewery. They're always contact the brewery if you want to get out there, if you want to start bartending or just checking out the beer scene, um bartending sales, even they'll take you on ride alongs for sales, you know, things like that. So um they're looking, you know, a lot of breweries are looking for help. Uh, staff shortages have been a big, big thing going on, too. Yeah. But we're seeing some light. You know, people are getting back to it. So mm-hmm. we're, we, if you are, go buy local, go support local. It's phenomenal. Yeah, um, It's great industry, but we always need more
0: people. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also have an idea for you after the show. Oh, yeah? I'll tell you. <laughs> we were talking after, about yeah. Well, we're oh, talking yeah. about it before <laughs> the show. I always hate to spo- give spoilers because I always yeah. feel like I'll, I'll ruin it. <laughs> you know so yeah
2: all right offline so, yeah <laughs> definitely no i gotta
0: of course i gotta also ask you for selfless uh self-promotion uh-huh. where can we find you
2: oh like, you can find me so we have an office in new haven at district mm-hmm. uh we're in a cohort working space yeah so we have a it's just me it's just my office over there but (laughs) of course uh we're i'm always over there you could always find me at bears next door you know working uh from the patio out there too um or at literally any brewery i'm always on the road i'm constantly um check us out on social media at connecticut brewers guild on facebook and instagram um and our website connecticut.beer and then um, we also have the Connecticut Beer Trail as well. So it's our huge uh, passport app that we do as well. So make sure to check out, download that, the Connecticut Beer Trail. We incentivize everybody to get out there and visit breweries. And mm-hmm. based upon the amount of uh, you know stamps that you collect, we give T-shirts, bottle openers, yeah. hats, coolers. Uh, beer dinners, that kind of thing, that we give out on the Passport app as yeah. well. So, Facebook, uh, Connecticut Beer Trail as well.
0: Yeah. Any show, anything that shows, any events that we should be looking forward to. Um, that's your real. It's off?
2: interesting. So, a lot of beer festivals happening again the spring, and then we'll come back mid August. Yeah. Uh, my entire September is already booked. Yeah. Um, into early October as well. So, you'll see a lot of events coming up on for that. For us specifically, um, we don't have any other. We just did four or five six seven of them um so the summer is just all about getting out to the breweries on weekends and stuff like that we'll be coming back around in the fall to do a couple more beer dinners and a couple more uh work what we do a lot is we work with a lot of the beer events that are happening in the state so Mm -hmm. we we kind of work on the behind the scenes stuff um, so we're working on a few events uh, okay. for this as well, like small state great beer and a couple other events. Yeah, let Excellent. me know too so I can yeah, promote it on my Excellent. on absolutely. my stuff. Yeah, you'll and get, go, you And go obviously. Pre- you, you guys got tickets. And right? go and <laughs> going, obviously. I'm, yeah, you know, of course. Yeah. So,
0: <laughs> Yeah, I'll definitely like to attend. Yeah, so. absolutely.
2: No, you got any any brewery event that you want to go to? You let me know. You yeah. Send me an email. Me I, text.
0: Plus, I'll you know I'll take photos for you and everything. Perfect. And I can share. That's you what know? we need always. So I'm always I'm always happy to volunteer. Oh, perfect! So, we always need volunteers. Yeah,
2: need so people to pour beer. You know, check tickets at front door.
0: Yeah, I'll help. I'll, I'll, I'll do whatever you want. Awesome. I'm, I'm easy, so Done. Done. Cool. Definitely. you're gonna regret that. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind. I'm perfectly happy with that. So good, perfect. Good. Phil, thanks for coming out. Yeah, appreciate so you. Well. So appreciate so much for having me. Uh, and care, thanks for being my co-host for the day. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. This is so, great. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, absolutely. It was now, fun. Definitely, is a good time. You know, absolutely.